When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey folks, welcome to another edition of Dog Walk Talk. As always, I'm your host, Jake Roos, and with me is PT, Palmer Toms. Palmer Toms, what's up, brother? Just getting back from Jacksonville, St. Simons, and uh, ready to knock this thing out, ready to break down the day, the dogs, and their big win over Florida. Wasn't the prettiest of wins, but uh, you know you're not going to hear many Georgia fans complain with a 34 to seven win over over the Gators. Uh, you're not look. You're not going to hear many dog fans complain about a one point win over the Gators, let alone a, a, a exactly. let, let, let alone a big throwdown. No doubt. Um, but yeah, hey, cocktail party delivers once again. Uh, kind of started inauspiciously for Georgia. It was not maybe what people were hoping kind of coming out of the gate. And then all of a sudden a flurry. I mean, just if you missed the end of the second quarter, you missed the last two minutes of the game. You pretty much are of the half. You missed pretty much the whole game. Um, you know, I guess looking back on it, Palmer, uh, you were at the stadium, uh, had a chance to be there. Uh, I was watching it on TV as well. Um, you know, I guess what stood out to you, obviously, I think the big storyline coming away from the game was Stetson Bennett gets the start, goes out there much. Well, I won't say much to, but there was uh, a feeling of chagrin, I think, from some Georgia fans. We certainly got a little bit of that over on the board at Dogs HQ. Uh, people a little head head scratching with that decision. I don't think he did much to help his case with uh, yesterday, but uh, at the same time, look. Like I said, I mean, Georgia won. And that's and, and the end of the day, that the, the W's all count the same. Um, your takeaway, I guess, from Stetson's performance, and then uh, we'll move into the rest. Yeah. I mean, first of all, kudos to you for getting this prediction right uh, on, on Stetson getting the start. I fully expected, having seen what we had seen so that last week in practice, I thought that JT was going to get the start. I just I felt like that he was back. He was healthy. Um, based on Kirby Smart's comments, I don't know that that was entirely the case. Um, you know, I felt like coming out of the bye week that we would see Daniels, um, you know, not, not necessarily back to full strength, uh, but I felt like you would see him back on the field. And, and, and based on what Kirby said after the game, I, I don't know that he's close to full strength. I mean, he, he got reps at practice, um, knocking off the rust. But it, it was a little bit different, more of a toned-down version of what we had heard throughout the week. I mean, Kurt, you never would have heard Kirby hype him up and, and say, oh, he's looked great, you know, he's, he's back to his, his normal self. No, well, you know, when you miss as much time as he's missed, um, you know, that, that's, that's going to, you know, cause a little bit of rust. But, you know, based on what Smart said after the game, that this was a decision entirely made on continuity. Uh, you know, the fact that Stetson has been in there the last three, four weeks practicing – um, you know, playing with these guys in games, getting the reps in practice. That first team and, and, and Stetson Bennett have become very accustomed to each other versus, um, you know, JT Daniels has, has, you know, been a little bit more removed. And, and obviously he's still gotten some reps with the ones throughout the entire process, which to me says, hey, 
We think that you're still our guy at quarterback. We, we understand that you are working your way through an injury and we need you to get healthy, but we also want you to continue to have this sort of chemistry, uh, this comfort level with, with the rest of this squad. So to me, the fact that, that JT Daniels, even through injury, was getting these reps with the ones says a lot about where Kirby Smart thinks, uh, you know, what Kirby Smart thinks of him as a quarterback and, and what this team thinks of him as a quarterback. But I think the fact that they go with Daniels yesterday, or excuse me, Bennett yesterday, says a lot as well uh, in terms of where Daniels is at. Um, like you said, I, I don't think Stetson did a ton to help his cause. Um, in, in fact, I was sitting up in the press box thinking, you know, when, when it when Stetson threw that first interception and it was uh, three to zero Georgia with just over three minutes to play in the first half. I thought Florida was going to get the ball. They were going to be able to get a little bit, you know, get their back off the goal line a little bit and, and you know, maybe go down and get some points, take a lead in the locker room with a set, with a touchdown tie the game with a field goal or, or, you know, Georgia, it was going to be a one score game going into halftime. Even if Georgia got the ball back, I thought that they were just going to be very content going in, in the situation that they were given how the offense was playing. Obviously, like we said, if you saw the last, you know, two, three minutes of that first half, you saw the game. And, and, and that's, that's kind of how this one played out where, you know, Georgia, you know, two plays after the interception, Georgia first forces a fumble, Nolan Smith with the forced fumble, the tackle on the play, the forced fumble, and the recovery. Great play by number four there. Um, you know, that, and, thing, that was less of a man. That was less of a forced fumble than he just outmanned that dude. I mean, he re- just exactly. he took he took the ball from him. I mean, it yeah. wasn't even a strip. He just reached in and said, "Nah, mine." That that is mine. Yeah. yeah. So so you saw how that one played out. One play later, they hand it to James Cook. He scores from eleven out. They give the ball back to Florida. Two plays after that. You know, they get a false start, you know, backed up again to, uh, from their 25 to their 20, uh, you know, run for a loss. And then all of a sudden, you know, one hell of a play from Trayvon Walker to tip this ball up. Not many defensive ends are you going to see, uh, you know, making a play like that, yet alone dropping back into pass coverage like Georgia has Trayvon Walker doing on that play. Uh, but tips it, Nico, excuse, uh, Nolan Smith, right, right place, right time comes up with the interception. I know he was very excited about that one, said that was his first career interception and, and had, you know, he and Adam Anderson had been talking about, you know, hey, if I get an interception, I'm giving you the ball. I'm giving you the ball. So uh, those two guys certainly excited for each other in, in that play. Uh, you know, again, one play later, Georgia scores. And this time it was a 36-yard touchdown pass from Stetson Bennett to Kiaris Jackson. So at that point, Stetson did something to earn his spot still. But had Georgia not gotten those quick points and, and obviously you add on the Nicobe Dean pick six after that to make it 24 to nothing to go into the locker room, but had it been 10, you know, three, zero, I feel like there was absolutely a change coming. Even had it been 10, zero and Georgia got that first turnover, hands the ball off to James cook and they score 10, zero Stetson minute didn't really do much to get those 10 points. I, I felt like, you know, there was all the reason in the world to make that change. Now, when it becomes 17-0 and Stetson has made that throw to make it 17-0, that's when it became a, hey, I don't know that you're going to see this change. But once it was 24-0, I, I thought maybe you would see them, you know, not make a change as much as they would put JT Daniels in the game to get him back up to speed, back comfortable in, with these live game reps with the bullets flying. Uh, you know, we don't see that. We see Stetson Bennett stay in the game. 
Again, he, he throws another interception in the second half. Neither of them were great passes. The, the only good thing that you could say was that they were shots downfield versus, you know, costly plays at the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, you weren't backed up in your own end zone, uh, you know, like Florida was at, with their turnovers. They caused them to be so costly. You were taking shots downfield and, and Florida was being pinned inside their own 10 yard line both times. So, you know, I, I think if you're going to be willing to take some of those chances downfield, you've got to understand the risk, the risks that come with that, that, that a defensive back can run underneath a ball like that and, and pick a pass off. But, you know, at the same time, like we've said several times here, I don't know that Stetson Bennett did much to help his case. And, and quite frankly, I'm very surprised that we did not see JT Daniels get into that game. I think, again, I think it all goes back to, he may not be as healthy as we once thought he was that, that, you know, that they, they felt it, you know, they, they could have gotten him reps up 24 to nothing, up 27 nothing, 34 nothing, whatever. They could have gotten him reps then, but they decided it's it's more important to keep him healthy, not risk any further injury than it is to get him back out onto the field, which says to me he's still banged up. They don't want to risk anything with him. And as long as Stetson Bennett can still win them games, Stetson Bennett is the guy. Yeah. I mean, it's starting to feel Pickens-esque to me. I mean, you see George Pickens out of practice, right? And he's running routes. I mean, seems to be a participant and seems to be engaged in it. And, you know, I think that there was speculation early in the season, perhaps he could make it back around Florida, whatever. It feels like if George is going to bring him back, it's going to be closer to the SEC championship that they're now going to be locked into playing in, um, you know, if he has a chance to go this season, I think it's, that, it's gravy. It's gravy at this point. Exactly. It's icing on the cake. And, and, and the, the deal with Bennett, I think too, is that um, it's, it's Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, and you got both of those sides of him yesterday. You got to see the good and the bad. I mean, that throw to Kiaris was an excellent throw. I mean, that was a, that was an on the money ball it was a, a perfectly thrown touchdown I think what's important to remember too about those interceptions that first one that first one could have really been a backbreaker and I think last year that's probably a different situation for Georgia I think that given how the defense was playing given how the whole team was playing last year you don't bounce back from that as easily as you do this year but now this year they come out and it's that composure that Kirby Smart's talked about all year. They're not rattled by that. Neither of those interceptions proved to be backbreakers. Obviously, the second one really didn't matter uh, given what it happened. But I think that this is a situation where it's the good and the bad. And, and, and we talked about this, or I saw someone mention this over on the board at Dogs HQ, uh, talking about you know this idea of, you know, you've got to start to wonder, too, how big is the rushing component that Stetson Bennett brings to the fold versus JT Daniels, who's more of a guy who is quite frankly a pocket passer. He's not a guy who scrambles. It's not what he's known for doing. And if he's injured, probably even less so. And do you want to put him in that line of fire and risk that moving forward when you've got a guy who can still create some and uh, maybe when the, the line's not playing at its best? I mean, there were some times where Florida was pushing them back. I mean, they were they were creating some, some pressure in the backfield and forcing some throws. JT Daniels in that situation, I, I don't think that that's where you want that guy. I mean, no. and you're and you're and you're only gonna re-aggravate the problem that you've got. So no, no. This was I mean, one. This was one where Georgia, you know, quite frankly, I think is is 
lucky and blessed to have the defense that they have this year, because without this defense, you, you, that's, that's totally different game yesterday. There's no question. No, about it. I mean, absolutely. I mean, they, they, they produced, they were the ones who scored. I mean, it, it's a situation too. I mean, Jack Podlesny misses the early field goal. So many things could that so many things that could have went wrong did uh, from an offensive special teams performance as well. Uh, but the defense maintains comes out and is effective. And, um, you know, kudos to those guys because, man, they – I don't know that there's been a game that they came up bigger in this year uh, than, than against Florida. Yeah, and, and and going back to what you were saying about Stetson and his mobility, I think that there were absolutely times that he had to use his legs and, and had to use – his ability to get outside the pocket, whether that was, you know, the scramble downfield or just avoiding the pressure and, and being able to roll out on some of those throws that he was making. Um, you know, you don't see JT Daniels. I mean, you can see JT Daniels roll out, but you don't see him scrambling like what Stetson right. Bennett was doing. He was running for his life at times. And, and, you know, his ability to make some of those athletic plays, uh, you know, certainly proved big. Now, going back to what you said about the defense, I, I think that I said it in in I can't remember where I said it pregame, but I said that if there's a team that 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 could win an SEC championship, a, na- a playoff game, a national championship, whatever you know, big football game we want to talk about later this year, if there's something that's a team that could accomplish something big with two quarterbacks and and questions around that. It's Georgia because of what they have defensively. And I think that certainly came to the forefront on Saturday because neither, you know, Sets and Bennett didn't play well. And, and you, we didn't get to see JT Daniels, but you saw what the defense was able to do to back him up. And, and I think, you know, talking to Nolan Smith after the game, you get the sense that this defense understands, you know, they hear that outside noise about Stetson and, and, and everyone on this team does likely, um, you know, you, you'd have to be an idiot. To, probably, to probably no one knows so Stetson. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I will say speaking to Stetson. So we spoke to Nolan Smith and Stetson minute after the game, Stetson seemed a little bit frustrated and, and, and he said, you know, the offense didn't play well. That starts with me. And, and that, you know, he understood that there were a lot of things that could have uh, been better and, and that he had to own up to that. And he also understands the criticism that is on him. Um, you know, I, he may not address that directly, but you could hear it in his voice that he understands the, what everyone on the outside was thinking, watching that game that, Hey, Stetson, are you, are you the guy? Are you the best option for Georgia? And, and, you know, whether or not he is, uh, you know, they come away with a 34 to seven victory. And, and he said that he was like, look, at the end of the day, we come away with 34, seven win, you know, we didn't play great, but you know, what, what we did, what we came here to do. And that's when, and, and the defense was such a huge part of that, you know, Nolan Smith, you know, saying after the game that Stetson is our guy, the mailman, we, we love Stet. We, you know, we're in full support of him. We're in full support of both these quarterbacks. Uh, but we hear what you you guys say on the outside that y'all, you know, you don't necessarily believe in Stetson, that it might not be pretty, but he gets the job done. He's a hard worker. Uh, and this defense took things personally, whether it was the, you know, frustration, outside noise about Stetson Minute or, you know, the, their performance against Florida last year. Uh, you know, Smith was asked directly in, about, uh, you know, what was the biggest difference between this game this year and, and last year, last year, they allowed 44 points, nearly 575 yards, 
This year it's seven points and, and significantly less than that. Now, Florida you know, did outgame Georgia in terms of total offensive yards. Uh, I, I think a lot of that is, is you can attribute that to the Gators had the ball more because of what Georgia was able to do offensive, defensively. Uh, you know, th- they beat them in dink and dunk situations late in the game. And, and they were just, you know, Georgia was willing to give up some of those yards. But Georgia took – this Georgia defense took this game personally. And, and, and you, you could tell that, um, you know, Nolan said it, it, it was personal. It was personal. Everything about it was personal to them. And, and you know, that showed – that came through in that, you know, later half of the second half, uh, the last couple of minutes there. So, you know, absolutely – you know, was it their best performance? By, no, by all means, no. You know, they, you know, you don't see Georgia allowing 161 rushing yards, uh, 194 passing yards, 11 plays of 10 plus yards uh, and, and winning a lot of these games. But, you know, what they were able to do defensively with the three turnovers, that has been such a big emphasis for Smart. And he had been asked, you know, over and over and over with some of these previous performances, was this elite? Was this elite? You know, and he had said, no, it wasn't elite because of we weren't, we're not getting the turnovers. You know, if you look at it in terms of yardage, it was an elite game because we didn't, you know, we didn't allow any points. We didn't allow any, you know, big plays, whatever, but we didn't get turnovers like we wanted to. Now, this one was the opposite end of the spectrum there where it was, was this elite? No, because we got the turnovers. If you're talking turnovers, it was absolutely elite, but we allowed so much yardage. He wants to see a total defensive performance. You haven't seen that from Georgia this year, and, and, but you know, I think that's because of what they've been able to do, uh, you know, getting off the field with a three and out oftentimes. You know, not, not they're, they're on the field so little that they don't have the opportunities to get those turnovers. Well, and I wrote about this in the three keys after the game, and I think that it does matter. I think that it's something that's really important. I mean, Georgia took advantage of the opportunities that they had, and one of the opportunities they had in this game was that Florida has been sloppy with ball control this year. They haven't they haven't protected the ball well. Georgia came out and seized on that, and that ends up being the difference in the game. Now, also, too, I want to give a huge shout-out to Zamir White because I thought that he played a fantastic game. I mean, comes out, you know, lays down that big 42-yarder there at the end. Um, but, you know, 7.5 on the day, 14 attempts, 105 yards, a touchdown to go with it. A guy who just gets out there and grinds it out, did it did it all for Georgia, and once again, you know, ends up being pivotal for them. So uh, a lot of credit to him as well. Some some tough, tough runs yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so, I don't know, man, this was one of the weirder – Georgia, this is one of the weirder Georgia games I've ever watched. I mean, just because, like I said, of that flurry of activity, and then there wasn't, there was just not much else to to go along with it. It was everything was so condensed down, and then and then it was all over. And so, um, you know, I think that it was like you said. I understand the criticisms. I understand people who are frustrated with it. Uh, you know, we had a couple people on the board who said, you know, I can't believe Stetson, uh, Stetson Bennett got all the reps. JT didn't get a single snap. I think that points to your point of, you know, I don't think that the health may be where it needs to be. Again, you're saving him up maybe. Uh, I mean, quite frankly, you've gotten through this game. Let's call it what it is. The rest of this should be pretty easy. Uh, all right. I mean, there are SEC games. Uh, Tennessee's been playing well, sure. But defensively, Tennessee should not be able to hang with you. Uh, you know, their offense is going to probably score. They'll probably be able to, to create some opportunities. But 
overall, I mean, you look at the rest of this. Missouri pulls out what, like a eight squeaker nine over Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah, squeaker over Vanderbilt. You saw how I went for Vanderbilt against Georgia. Uh, you get Tennessee after that. You get Charles, which is a tough challenge. I will say, I, I, I if. If there's one game that I have circled for Georgia the rest of the year, of course. It, it, uh, leading up until that SEC championship sure. game, of course, it's that Tennessee game because Neyland is not an easy place to play. Of course. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we don't know the game time for that one, but looking at that schedule, it could be a night game, which, again, we you know, anyone that's paid attention to college football saw what Neyland Stadium was like at night against Ole Miss. That is a rowdy, rowdy place to play. Uh, you know, I, I've been in there a couple of times, and and you know, it is not, iron. yeah, it is not a friendly <laughs> environment to be a you know road, you know, for a road atmosphere, and so that is not an easy game by any means. No, no, no. I I don't I don't I don't mean to say that, but I, I do think it's going to be easier than this game, and I do think it's going to be easier than Arkansas was probably, and probably even Kentucky or I mean, Auburn. Yeah, or Auburn. God, Auburn's on a tear right now. I mean, so, I, you know, it seems like I, the, the hard part of Georgia's schedule is out of the way. And this one was one that you had circled because I think it, not necessarily uh, from a talent perspective, you, you felt like Georgia was ahead of Florida from a talent perspective uh, and, and a continuity perspective and the way that they'd approach the season perspective. But it still is what it is. It's still the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. It's still one of the biggest rivalries in college football. There's so much on the line, there's so much pride, and you had to have that concern going into this one. I just don't see that the rest of the way. But like you said, too, something else we got to touch on here. Kentucky drops one last night to Miss State, and suddenly, hey, dogs clinch the East. Uh, as early as you could possibly do it, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, uh, you know, Georgia now a lot to play in the SEC championship. Um, I, obviously, I don't see that getting in front of them or them getting ahead of themselves. I'm sure Kirby's going to be asked that, you know, uh, the, tomorrow during the uh, press conferences and, you know, talk about this idea of, you know, what does that mean? How do you keep your team focused? He's going to say, oh, that doesn't matter to us. You know, we're focused on this team. Got a lot of respect for what Eli Drinkowitz does and these Missouri Tigers. But – Man, I didn't realize we had Kirby in as a guest on the day. (laughs) (laughs) But the reality of it is Georgia is in. And so now you are the SEC East champions. You're waiting conceivably to find out who's coming out of the West – it's going to probably come down to the Iron Bowl is what it looks like, and uh, that's exciting. I mean, that that would that's going to be fun regardless of how that plays out. But, you know, I guess uh, is this a milestone? Does this matter? No, no. I don't think so. Because, because here's the thing. This is the fourth time in, in five seasons that Georgia has made the SEC championship game under Kirby Smart. They haven't had the success in Atlanta that they've needed to have to accomplish bigger and better things. And that's the goals that Georgia has this year. They, they could, you know, they have to get, they have to, this is, this is a checkpoint along the way because you have to, to do what Georgia wants to do, to win playoff games, to win the national championship. Georgia has to win, you know, go to Atlanta and potentially win it in Atlanta. Now, with the way that they've done, you know, performed so far this season, you might not have to win it in Atlanta. That's a situation that Georgia may have, uh, you know, an ace in their back pocket where they can say, hey, look at what we've done. We went 12-0. and We did everything that we could have done in the regular yeah. season, and we've earned this opportunity to be in your Final Four. 
But I don't think if you're, if you're Kirby Smart, you don't want to leave that up to the committee's hands. You also have a chance to, you know, maybe the best chance that Kirby has had to knock off a, you know, an Alabama team that is a little bit down, uh, you know, as, as compared to previous teams, which, you know, that says, says all you need to know. It's, you know, a little bit down from a national championship team last year. But, um, you know, in, in terms of, you know, and, and, and it doesn't even matter who the opponent is. I mean, you know, like you said, Auburn has a great chance to be there as well. Um, they've got to get through Texas A&M this upcoming weekend, and that's going to be a challenge. Uh, but with the way that they're rolling, it, like you said, it certainly looks like we are, you know, on a crash course collision to, uh, you know, an Iron Bowl SEC West championship game. Uh, you know, we've seen a couple of those over the, you know, last several years uh, over, you know, in, that would in be impressive. I'll, I'll say this, that would be impressive for Brian Harson If he's able Absolutely. to pull that out, that would be in year one. If you're able to, over, I mean, you, you win an iron bowl and put yourself into the sec championship. They're going to be talking contract extension for that. Well, and, and with the way that Bo Nix is playing too, you yeah. know, you've absolutely got to feel comfortable uh, if you're an Auburn fan, I've got several friends that are Auburn fans and they're absolutely excited, uh, ecstatic about their chances to, you know, Leading up to that game. Now, you know, with again, similar to Georgia and Florida, with a rivalry thing, you throw all, all things out the window. Uh, you know, I, I think that Alabama is certainly the more talented team. But, you know, once you're playing at Auburn, uh, you know, that's where that game is this year. And I think you also, with with what's on the line, you throw everything out the window and, and, and you know. No question. You know, you, you let the cards, you know, fall as they may. But, you know, obviously – Auburn has a lot to do before they get there and Georgia has a lot to do before they get to that final week of the season. Uh, you know, and, and like we said, it's, it's, we had talked, we had circled this month of October for a long time and said, if Georgia goes four and zero through the month of October, they are in a perfect prime position to be in the spot that they want to be, you know, first playoff poll comes out on Tuesday and they're probably going to be number one. I mean, I would be shocked. Good Lord, they better be. My God. I would be shocked if they're not. Uh, You know, as I was saying, probably I'm like, definitely. How about about them Bearcats, though, man? What if if Cincinnati made the jump to one? That would, would in and of itself, just be an awesome story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, (laughs) but in terms of what Georgia has done up to this point, you can't ask for much more. You, You go, you know, you run through a gauntlet of an October schedule, three straight ranked opponents, Two of them you didn't expect to be ranked, and, and maybe even Auburn too. Uh, you know, you probably didn't expect them to be ranked. You know where they were, and to do what they've done after that game. Uh, you know, to bounce back from a from a tough loss there to the to the Bulldogs. Uh, you know, shows exactly what. Uh, you know, I, I think you can use that game as a measuring stick for what Georgia is. Look at what this Auburn team is doing. Look at how they're climbing the rankings, and look what Georgia did to them. No, I agree completely. I agree completely. Um, you know, I, I think, like like I said, Kirby Smart going to get flooded with it this week on the press conferences about SEC East and all that. You heard it here first, folks. He's not going to, as you would imagine. Now, you didn't hear it here first because you know what he's going to say. Everybody does. But the reality of the situation is Georgia SEC East champs overcome the Gators in the cocktail party and looking ahead to Missouri on Thursday, we will have the full uh, look ahead for the Missouri game, uh, which is sure to be an interesting one, noon on ESPN. And, uh, hey, exciting because Coach Red getting uh, getting some love, man. I'm um, looking forward to that and looking forward to talking about that. But I think that's it, unless you got something else, PT. No, I got, got nothing else. Need to go 
rest and recover from a, from a long weekend in Jacksonville, St. Simons area, but certainly a fun one. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of Georgia fans had a good time down there with a, with a big win over the Gators. Yeah, I think, I think it's safe to say everybody did. Hopefully, by the way, next time we're talking about this, fingers crossed, we're talking about your MLB champs, uh, Atlanta Braves. So knock on wood there for sure. Um, chop right. on wood. <laughs> Keep chopping, as Kirby might say. All right, folks, that's it for this edition of Dog Walk Talk. As always, I'm Jake Roos with me, Palmer Toms. Get over to Dogs HQ and check us out. Thanks for tuning in.